Hi friends, you're listening to Created Podcast, and we're your hosts, Amanda, Taffy, and Emily. Every week, we'll take a deep dive into the topic of worth and identity, and how by discovering more of who God is, we can discover more of who we are created to be. No matter if you're a lifelong Christ follower, new to the faith, exploring, or skeptical, our hope as we tackle discussions around this topic is that you will find we're all not too different in our struggles. We believe there is hope, clarity, and confidence in understanding our worth and identity. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 10. This is our final episode of season one, and we are so thankful that you guys have joined us uh, for our first season as Created Podcast. And um, yay! Yes, it is just so exciting that we're here, and we just so appreciate all of you coming along this journey with us, and we hope that you guys are encouraged um, as we are just by what God is teaching us through this, and um, we have just so appreciated your feedback and um, hope that you continue with us as we um, finish season one and start season two um, early next year. Um, but today, to close um, season one, we wanted to hear Mandy's birth story. As you guys know, she had her sweet little Eli about, what is it, man? Is he six weeks old now? He will be six now? weeks on Tuesday of next week. So when episode oh goodness, nine comes out, he'll be six weeks. <laughs> okay, well, we... Um, just wanted to give her a chance to share kind of her story and just what God's taught her and um yeah just like learn from her in this season and so Mand why don't you kind of take it away and and tell us yeah tell us the story so for those of you who don't know I had planned a home birth and so Right there, that's a little bit different than the traditional uh, birthing story. So we planned it at home, and he was due actually October 4th, was, and that's when he was born. But we were all, I just, you know, you never know with the first baby if they're going to be late, all that type of stuff. So, or early, my um, parents had come in a week beforehand uh, to just be here with me, and they actually have a house here in Florida, so they were going to just be down at their house, but uh, the week before, uh, we got news that there was going to be a hurricane that was coming to Florida, and if you are in the States, then you probably have heard about this hurricane. It was Hurricane Ian, and so we actually all ended up and the famous words hunkering down <laughs> in our house here in Orlando. And so unfortunately, though, um, well, thankfully, the hurricane passed. Baby stayed in. No no hurricane baby, so that was good. Um, but as my mom was here, she was started to feel worse and worse, and she ended up getting shingles, um, which was a really, really hard um for both of us obviously I was really hoping and planning to have my mom here during the birth and she was also really wanting to be here during the birth as well and then Emily was set to fly out on Tuesday his due date to be here 
Um, so uh, the tough decision was made because she had shingles. Um, for those of you who don't know, it's if you've had chicken pox, you can get it into your 50s and it's really painful. And anyways, it's highly contagious for those who don't have or have never had chicken pox. So um, like little infant babies. So unfortunately, um, her and my dad decided to fly home, which was on Sunday. And that Sunday morning, I had actually lost part of my mucus plug. So for those of you who don't know what that is, uh, that is just kind of literally like a plug <laughs> um, that keeps everything up there. <laughs> and you lose it as you, um, it doesn't necessarily say that you're going to start labor, but it's a sign that labor is near. Um, and after I had lost a part of it, I was starting to feel very, very light, small contractions. So my parents weren't leaving until like 6 p.m. that night. And so we didn't say anything to them because we just didn't want my mom to be extra sad that potentially this baby was going to be born the day she had to leave. So I was pretending like nothing was happening. I was just like you know, ignoring them, and I did text my midwives and let them know. Obviously, Eric knew he was home, so... She texted me. I knew that they were happening. I think I even called you. I don't know if I texted or called you, but I was yeah. like, oh my god. Yeah, I think you called me. <laughs> I was like, what's happening? This is happening. Um, and so then... One of the... Well, yeah, One of the things I'm so, I'm so amazed of, because obviously I was on the other side of the world, just waiting and hearing, oh, this baby. And I'm like, what is going on? Um, but one of the things I'm so amazed about the female body is how we can just keep going as things are happening. Yes. You're like about to <laughs> give the world a baby. And you're just like, yeah, let's just carry on with everyday life. And I was just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> is it crazy? And it really is. Yeah. So we, like, they were starting. I, like it's so funny to look back now they were nothing compared to what they became but for a new mom and someone who had never experienced labor I was like oh these are something you know like my body's doing something and my parents left for the airport around four so Eric and I decided to have dinner and then after dinner go for a walk so walking normally helps like speed up labor um just get the contractions kind of going so we decided to go for a walk and the contractions at that point during the walk ended up being like so they were consistently five minutes apart um before that and then they just intensified on the walk they were still five minutes so we both had a joke that like our midwives were like if you call us excited about being in labor then you're just not really in labor yet like <laughs> you have a while and so we got back and we knew that that was probably the call that we were giving. Like, I was still able to talk through them. I was okay, and I knew that, but I was five minutes apart. So that also can just be a sign of something. So called them, let them know, five minutes, still doing fine. They're like, yep, okay, well, we'll talk to you later. <laughs> I was like, okay. So that night, though, they did really intensify, as they said, you know, try to go to sleep, get some rest, and just as the night went on, they definitely got more and more intense. I had to like crawl out of bed. Um, I had to get in the shower. I really couldn't any longer 
ignore them or just do normal things to go about. And so I really was thinking, wow, like labor is actually starting now. Like this is really intensifying and is much harder to get through um, and is, yes, more painful. So I was like, okay, this is it. So around, and I didn't sleep at all, unfortunately. Uh, I couldn't sleep through these. So at, um, I had thrown up around midnight. Um, I was in and out of the shower just to help ease some of the pain. And then around three o'clock, I was like, okay, I think we should call the midwives again. Like this is really, I'm really starting to feel like I, I need to know where I'm at right now. Um, so I have the best midwives ever and Jess came over to check me around 3 a.m. And I was about one centimeter. <laughs> so uh, she was so sweet. She like, she checked me and everything. She was like, do you want to know? And I was like, oh, I know. I know that is not a good sign. Just tell me. So uh, she was very encouraging though. She's like, your body's definitely working. Like your cervix is very thin. So this is a really good sign. That's more what I love. And I was like, okay. She's like, you haven't sleep it, slept, have you? I was like, no. So gave me some Benadryl to try and help me go back to sleep. She left. She was like, try and rest. Um, your body's working. But the intensity that I felt truly felt the same then as it did for the next, as you're going to find out, several hours. So, um, days. Days. <laughs> days. Days. Um, so, woke up in the morning and just that next day, uh, it was just working through them. So a lot of breath work. Uh, it was consistently five minutes and, and to save us time, because like Emily said, this was a days long process. Um, that Monday, I tried to rest as much as possible. Eric and I tried to watch movies. He tried to feed me. <laughs> and at that point, probably towards the end of the day, I was really starting to get a bit tired. <laughs> So we had called our midwives back and I really felt like, okay, like I was progressing, there was some stuff going on and Jess came back around five just to check in on me and see how things were going. And I did ask to be checked and I was, praise the Lord, five centimeters at that point. So I was like, I've done something, yes, like I have moved along. We had a whole conversation on whether or not um, I wanted to be checked or not, like what if I was at two centimeters, mentally would I be able to be okay if, if that's where I was at? And honestly, at that point I was like, yes, like if I have moved at all, then I'm happy. So five centimeters felt like a huge win at that point. So um, she, at that point, didn't leave. So my midwife stayed uh, with us from Monday night on. So, uh, I think one thing that I do want to just like touch on or talk about, like there's a lot of breathing techniques. There's a lot of things that are very helpful um, to go through a natural labor, but I think a lot of it is also just preparation and just your mindset going into it when you do have a natural birth. And I think a lot of people at this point ask me like, okay, on Monday at like midnight, were you thinking like, can I just go to the hospital and, <laughs> and get this baby out? Um, but truly, I had just made a decision for myself and my family and between Eric and I and my mindset truly was this was the type of birth that I wanted and I wanted 
to experience this and my baby was safe and I was safe. I have incredible midwives and so I felt very comfortable being at home, continuing the laboring process, even though it was mentally and physically one of the hardest things I've ever experienced. Um, but as we go into Monday night, I definitely hit a like point where I was checked again towards the morning. Um, so again, not sleeping, haven't slept now for like 40 hours and we're into the middle of the night on Monday and I was at around like seven centimeters. Um, which is really encouraging and you're thinking like, okay, this is transition. Normally this is the shortest part of labor. It normally is very quick. It lasts typically like an hour. That was not my case. Um, and that when I felt like I was kind of stalling, I definitely hit a mental, a mental breakdown, maybe is what we're going to call it. <laughs> um, I, I know not a mental breakdown. I would just say I was very fresh. I felt frustrated with myself. And when you just don't know what's happening, you just don't know. And so you are experiencing these waves every five minutes for hours and hours and hours. And you're thinking, is my body doing anything? Like, is anything happening? Is this baby going to come out of me? Definitely had a mental, like, I just started crying and I was like, I'm just so frustrated. Like, We've been doing this for hours and is my body actually doing like what it's supposed to be doing? Is this normal? Like just having all of those emotions and all of those feelings and my midwives were incredible and they just really talked me through everything, explained everything that was going on in my body, which I knew, right? So like preparing for this, I went through like really learning what was happening in my body. But when you are exhausted <laughs> and so tired, you're like nothing nothing in your brain really works or functions so anyways moving past that I was in that transition like or like active active labor for another five hours um so not until Tuesday at around 12 30 did I feel the urge to push and then at that point I got like a surge of energy I was so excited because with, uh, I had like also like through this laboring process thrown up a few times, I, you just feel, or for me, I just felt very nauseous and I think my body was just fatigued and I didn't have a lot of food and all this type of stuff. And you just feel like it kind of happens to you, like, or you just have to let the contractions crash over you in a sense, like just riding the wave. But when it came to pushing, it was like, I could do something now. Like I didn't have to just let them happen like I could participate I felt like in this part so and my midwives even joked it was like noon we had the windows open like the it was bright lots of women like work much better when it's dark and it's like quiet and all these things I was like middle of the day I was like we are gonna push I am so excited I had all this energy and my midwives were like wow you are like ready for this I was like yes I am it's like we're gonna get this baby out um <laughs> Especially in my mind, Emily was arriving at 3.45 on Tuesday, and I was like, this baby is coming out before his auntie arrives. There is no way. I have been in labor since Sunday. Like, he is going to come. So... All the while, she didn't know that I had been praying for the past two, three days that, well, actually probably, probably weeks, that I was telling all my friends, like, 
my prayer is that I would just get there and he would be born two hours later. And um, cool. it's really cool. I would get to be there. I want to see the birth, but then I want to be there with her the whole time so that I can hold the baby and help with the baby. And it was a very selfish, selfish prayer, especially after she started laboring on Sunday. But anyway, the Lord answers. Let me tell you. Spoiler alert. So, but, but actually, can we just talk about this? You had been in labor since Sunday. Yeah. Sunday. That's like nearly like seventy-two hours. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so you can see why, like, when it came to pushing, I was so excited. Like, all of that was You're over, like, come on, bring it. Right? It was like, child, come all to the world. Over. <laughs> We're getting this baby. Oh, my gosh. So, yes. So then pushing, like, the first hour and a half of pushing, probably one of the most fun parts of labor. We're talking with our midwives. We are like, yeah, which is so crazy. Most people are like, that's just sounds ridiculous. Um, that was the grace of God over was, you, honestly, because he knew what laid yes, ahead for really you. Was. It was the oxytocin that like rushing through my body. Um, yes. I'm not saying that it wasn't really difficult and still really hard. Like I have the videos to prove that it's so much mental. And then, but at that point, after probably about an hour of that, I was like, wow, this is really exhausting. <laughs> I'm like really tired of this. Um, and when the clock was about 3.20, I had to, they turned all the clocks away from me at that point because I was like, oh my gosh, this is, wow, this is taking a really long time, and my midwives were great, they like really helped, and they checked, and they did different things, and and I also want to point out too, like they monitor baby, they monitor me, this is nothing like they're just letting things happen, like if anything were to have gone wrong, we would have gone to the hospital, or if baby was in distress, but he was not. He was a little content Mr. Man, let me tell you. He was unfazed by just about anything. So anyways, around 4 o'clock, Emily hadn't arrived, but she had landed, and I had another little mental breakdown. And I turned to Eric, and I just said, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> like, I and, – and again, nothing in my head was like, I want to go to the hospital. I, I, and not even that I can't do this anymore or I can't endure this pain it wasn't about the pain I was so exhausted and at this point I had been pushing for like four hours and I was just mentally at a point of like is this kid ever going to come out of me and I don't know if I can like I just felt like this was going to be my life from now on <laughs> which sounds ridiculous but that's how I felt I was like I'm going to be in a perpetual state of labor um <laughs> which yes I know but you Get you think crazy. many things when you're... Yeah, you do. Yeah. So, yeah. But I, like what you've just said, like I've heard quite a few moms who've talked about that, like where, you know, obviously you go through your pregnancy and you're like, yeah, we're finally there. And then halfway through it, well, it wasn't halfway through for you, but you get to this point where you're just like, I, I don't want this yeah. anymore. Why, why would I even think that this was the greatest yeah. thing to do? I'm, I'm yeah. so done. I'm over it. But I feel that in the process, I feel like quite a few moms go through a lot of guilt of like, mm -hmm. how could I ever think that? How could I ever? But I think it's just that thing of like, it's, you're exhausted. No, yeah. Yeah. You were literally 
And uh, I'll, I'll definitely touch on, we'll finish this story up because I'm taking way too long. Um, but there are some things I do want to, I'll point out at the end of just kind of like what I learned from those moments. But um, anyways, Emily arrived. There she was. And at this I, point, it was like five, what was it? Five o'clock at night. Yeah, you would come at probably like, like 445, 5 o'clock. Come Still in, Amanda's, Amanda's sweet friends picked yeah. me up from the airport. I had Cooper, like yeah. ran in the house, was like, I'm here. And she's like laboring on the toilet, I'm pretty sure with Eric. And I was like, okay, I'm just gonna like sit back here. Like they seem to have their groove, like they are doing well. I had very much a routine when every contraction came. I had a breathing routine. I had this whole thing. I was going to have a water birth. The tub felt terrible to me. I loved the shower, um, but I ended up laboring on the toilet a lot because that helps your pelvic open up um, naturally. That's just because you're used to sitting like that your whole life, and it does. So it intensified it, and then I ended up... um, We'll fast forward because it's all the same up until right when finally he, I could feel his head in like the, like right there and yeah, in the canal and he hadn't crowned yet, but I could feel his head. So I was like, oh my goodness, here we go. He's actually moved like, (laughs) yes, well. Uh, yes, it was just much longer than I thought. So anyways, felt that super encouraging, labored, push, push, push. Um, he finally crowned. So I got off the toilet and onto the stool. And so crowning is when just like part of their head is out. And normally they, you feel like the ring of fire, which I did feel. But honestly, again, I think this is just the grace of God over the whole situation. Like it just, I look back and the pain was not like... I ended up staying in that crowned position probably for about 15 minutes. 15 minutes was she abnormal. She wasn't crowned, people. Half of his forehead was out of her. Like, yeah. Not yeah. just the top. Like, you could, not just, not just like, top. you could see his head. But also, I feel like some people might be getting a little nervous. Like, okay, this is a long time. Like, that baby's in the canal. Little Eli was so happy in there the entire time so the midwives were... They were so thorough. They checked her yeah. so often. They made sure he was sweet yeah. and happy yeah. in there. And let me tell you, this kid had the perfect heart rate the entire time. Okay. He was just like, I'm not in any rush. We're just going to oh, yeah. take it slow. Like, he, he was. had no sense of urgency, this child. None. Let me tell you. <laughs> His mother and him were not on the same page. Let me tell you. I was like, kid, come out. Oh, and to be honest, probably at this point too, I, it, this sounds funny because I think for most people it's like, that's the most encouraging part. Probably the most discouraging part for me was that 15 minutes because I could see his head and every single time I pushed or every single time I gave every ounce of myself to that contraction, he wasn't moving. And for the first time I could visually see nothing happening where beforehand I'm telling myself, something's happening something's happening like my body's moving here and this time it was like you are not coming out and I am literally feel like I am giving all of myself so anyways he was totally happy totally fine totally content 15 minutes passed a few more good pushes I gave everything I possibly had my midwife was definitely in there she helped 
and he decided to make his entrance at 6.26 p.m. on Tuesday, and I can't even begin to tell you what that feels like just for him to, his head came out, and then obviously in the next few pushes, his body, and that process of just him coming and watching that and then him laying on my chest I was in such disbelief and it is just one of the most miraculous I'm totally gonna cry miraculous things you'll ever experience in your life just being able to I think hold this little miracle that you've been carrying for nine months and you've had this you know chance to kind of get to know him but you don't know him and there's all these things and then all of a sudden after working for so long, <laughs> you get to hold this precious little child that you and your husband made. And I think just that gift of God and just that life and just all of those things is just, there's no words to describe it. And um, funny too, because like holding him, it was like, I couldn't remember the last 72 hours. And I also was like, I would do it all over again. Like I'd keep doing it just if this is what I get out of it. And um, it was just, the coolest moment of my entire life so that is his birth story it is seriously like such a miracle like if you've never even like witnessing a birth is the sweetest sweetest blessing and I think that man you were so I was just so impressed with you you were so composed you had it in your head this is what I'm going to do and you stuck with it stepping back from like this and having three kids of my own just like feeling your pain for three days the strength truly of the Lord in you to do that people who have been through it you know like three days of laboring and then six hours of pushing sounds horrible and I just kept me and all my friends were like how is she doing this? Like <laughs> most of my friends all have kids and we were just like in awe of her just strength and truly like it just goes to to your character, man, and how you are steadfast and you were like, this is what I'm doing. I want to do this for myself and my son and you stuck with it. And the Lord, I think too, is just so like just watching you go through that was just wow like god you made our bodies so incredible you made us to do this this is such yeah. a natural thing that i do think unfortunately we've kind of turned into something that like a, oh no it's an emergency yeah. yeah but like it is a natural sweet thing that god has gifted women and i know like even in the bible genesis like childbirth will be part of like the fall of man but I think that there is so much beauty in it and just watching you yeah. and seeing like your just dedication and determination to do this is just such a sweet picture of your love for your kid and like how even in the midst of all of that like what you said at the end I would do it all over again in an instant I would keep going all for him and even as I'm just saying this, just think that picture of like, I will do anything for my baby, no matter how much pain it causes us. What a sweet and beautiful picture of Jesus and the, like the Lord sending his son to die yeah. for us, which is a whole nother thing. Like if you want to even get it, the father and the yes. son and sending him oh to die, God. but like then Jesus himself dying for us and sacrificing like, all for their kid. Yeah. And I just think 
it's just such a sweet and beautiful picture and i was so so selfishly thankful (laughs) there to witness the end and like truly every day i was like i'm not gonna make it oh man she started dang it i'm gonna miss it like but just like it was so sweet to have you there i will say i think like you know it was the perfect i don't mean this any bad way but honestly who was there and the timing of everything could not have been the most precious gift of god to be able to labor with eric who was i have to say the most incredible he was amazing teammate i could have ever asked for during those 72 hours he never left my side he was there for every single thing that i needed he we laughed during the height of the highlights of the laboring process he joked he was like okay i'm running up to get a cup of coffee i was like all right just one you know ha 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 because we were all light and happy at that point um but you know he really like never like left my side and i think having the right and i I will just say this to any single woman who is waiting for the right man it is worth the wait for the right person Mm. because are choosing the person that you are going to live these moments of life with and you want a teammate who is going to be that for you who is going to be the one who you feel safe with who you feel secure with who you feel supported with who you feel that they aren't going to leave you in the midst of something like that and or just not feel like maybe they're not invested in that you know he was all of that and and more so i do just have to shout out my husband Mm. yes he deserves it (laughs) it's very interesting that you said that especially about husbands like um it's so funny because this year um i have had three amazing people that's you included amanda who have had their babies and like for for starters well my sister-in-law um she had her baby this year and just her journey and being in labor and actually all three of the birth stories are very different so Mm -hmm. uh, my sister-in-law had her baby and um she was in the hospital and it's that thing of just weighing your different expectations like Mm -hmm. they're things that you've hoped for and expected but actually when it comes to the end of it it's the miracle that comes into the world and then my sweet sweet friend fairy she also had a baby as well and her story looks very different Mm -hmm. and then having to experience your story amanda and having a home birth but in the midst of that, it's knowing the the cord that was consistent in consistent in all three of your lives is God. Yeah. Is the love of Jesus, is him weaving your stories in different ways. And then at the end of that story is the miracle of this child. And each person, like my sister-in-law, my sweet friend, um, Fari, um, you, Amanda, you all have different stories of how you brought into the world these beautiful children. But in bringing them into the world, there is that thread of the goodness of God. Mm. Yeah. The goodness of who he is. And I know like so many times we talk about identity and and it's that marvel of Psalm 139 where it says you've created me, you know, in my, in my, you've created me in my, which one is it? Mother's in womb. 
Yeah, in a your mom's in most <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in there we go. Um but it's just knowing that God is forming a miracle inside of you mm. and then you and God are co creating and releasing this miracle into the world and entrusting him and her into into God's hands and it's just yeah, I'm just amazed. I'm amazed mm. at the goodness of God in the midst of all of this and um, stories look different. People have had different birth stories, but at the end of it, it's always going back and just going, Lord, you, you were there, you were mm -hmm. there. It may have looked different, but you were there in the midst of the story. Um, and I guess just even, you know, what is, what is the, I know God taught you a lot of things in this, but yeah. what is one of your take homes, um, in this journey of having beautiful yeah. Eli in your life? And yeah, I have a few. I think some of the ones that I just definitely want to touch on is yeah. for me and not like fairy or fairy. We love fairy. What Taffy just said about you know fairy and her sister in law um, is that every birth is so different in whatever you are comfortable with and whatever you know is really where you should birth. And and for me and my decision, there's I'm not wanting to say or like what I'm about to say to make anyone feel like they should do this because that's not what I'm saying but um for me one of the biggest things in learning about natural birth and just the way that our bodies are built it was one of the most incredible journeys to go on to really have a deeper and greater understanding like Emily said of the fact that we were truly created and I love that's why our podcast is called this you know we are created to birth as women and that I think just um, assurance and just I think learning about the miracle of birth and the miracle of life so when it comes to our breath and how we naturally in contractions actually can use our breath to get through contractions and then bring forth life so the way that you breathe actually helps birth your baby and for me it was just this idea of like oh my goodness, like God breathed life into Adam mm. and we breathe life here mm. on earth in birthing. Like it's the breath of God. And like there is just mm. so many parallels between birthing and just the life that we have through the Lord and how we were created that just really blew my mind in learning about these things that gave me such confidence to get through just this, this process. So things like that that breath every time I would tell myself like okay this is the breath of life this is the breath of life I'm bringing forth life with my breath you know and just that idea that like you said Taffy it's like that co-creating that idea and so that slash also I think that I will say for our generation maybe or in the generation below us it's a bit of a like microwave generation and we like things really quick and really fast um and i think just learning in that process of it being so long and for it taking so long we often want to go through stuff just like i don't want to have to go through this to experience it or i just want this <laughs> to happen but i think we shy away from pain and we shy away from long and we shy away from hard just because we don't want to experience it but there is so much growth my body needed to be stretched and it needed to actually grow and it needed that amount of time to bring forth life to do that and i think that parallel in my own life was just so real looking back afterwards 
not to run away from the pain, not to run away from the time it takes, not to run away from those things because naturally my body or whatever spiritually that I'm going through needs the time to actually experience that and and to have the endurance to go through it so that I can give, and I will say too, like I didn't tear at all, like my body stretched enough for my nine pound baby <laughs> to come out of me and not tear. I think, you know, that was just a beautiful picture I felt like in my own life and in that idea too, I'll speak just kind of to identity as well, how that's kind of changed is just that idea that through that process and I think through that growing and that stress, stretching, it also felt like I was like this, I don't want this to sound weird, but like as I was birthing my baby, you're just kind of also like birthing motherhood, like you're, you are birthing like a new side of you that you've never experienced either and so I think this process of experiencing for myself that I could do this that there with the Lord that he can sustain me through all these things that I can endure that I am capable of all of this that I also as my baby came so forth came me as a mom and it was like I had this newfound confidence and newfound like confidence even in the Lord and who I was created to be that I truly can do anything through Christ like it makes me emotional thinking about it but it's like I have this you know new just yeah I guess just understanding in the Lord that what he calls us to we totally are equipped by him to do it and like we are way more capable than we give ourselves credit for and if we do endure the blessing and the gift on the other side is unimaginable. And so I think like those are some of the things that I've just really learned through that process. Um, really of birth and we haven't even touched on postpartum or anything like that. And we probably won't because we are already taking quite long on this. But um, but those would probably be my major things for sure. I think too, so like good. I just, mm -hmm. sorry, Taff. I just really want to kind of speak to that too and like, what you're saying, man, of like birthing motherhood and seeing you as a mom. Now I'm gonna cry. Afterwards and just having kids already and like going through that process and then watching you go through it and just getting some sweet, really, really like intimate time with your family for a week afterwards and just seeing it is not an easy transition for a lot of people. Like being a mom is a really hard, a really hard thing. And everyone experiences it in such a different way. Um, and you really don't know how you're going to do, like handle it until it is right in front of you. But I have to say, watching you so naturally care for your son was truly, truly like blessed my heart as a sister and a, like a fellow mom and I don't know just kind of continuing on that theme of like seeing the Lord's love displayed like so clearly it was just so sweet to see you I don't know like I think just because I've been on the other side so much and you're just so caught up in this is my life now and I'm trying to feed a baby and I'm up all night and like how do I nurse and like I need to eat at some point. I'm just always feeding this baby. There's just so much in it. But to be able to be on the other side, just watching you do it, I just, God, you're just so good. You 
just kind of back to what Mandy said, and I think I'm just kind of repeating, but God created us just so perfectly, even in the hard. I think for me, it was, a. I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, Amanda's making this look so easy. She's just, she looks like she's got it all like going on. And I remember just being more like, oh my goodness, this is so, so hard. And like, um, I will also point out that you have had three children before me, which I have had witness to and lots of practice. <laughs> plus, you were also there to help take care of me. So you and Eric were there and truly like helped me. No, me, but me. yeah, that is true. But it just like, I just, yeah, had to say that. Like, I think that you just, you're just such a beautiful, natural mom. And I, that just like blessed my heart to see. And I just... Yeah, I was so encouraged by it and just loved that I got to be there. So anyways, I think <laughs> I think even in, in, in what you said, um, Emily and Amanda, um, yeah, I think that there's going to be some listeners who might be moms, who might be going through tough seasons, who may not have had, um, I want to say, I don't want to say who may not have had an easy um, birth story but actually i want to say who who had a different story because really in the midst of all our different stories of childbirth um it's a story it's a story that god is weaving and it doesn't take away from who god calls you to be and and the beautiful thing of what you said amanda which i, I really think we need to repeat again is that you said what god has called us to we are more than capable to walk through and that is the truth no matter what your story looks like, whether it was a really tough journey, whether it, it, it was such a struggle or not a struggle, or whether it was this beautiful story, like what happened with Amanda, every story is beautiful because the Lord gives us the strength to walk through what we need to walk through in releasing a miracle into this world. So I, you know, before we left, I just really wanted us to to encourage moms out there, whether you're a mom already, not a mom, waiting, whatever it is, is going whatever season you're walking into or birthing into, the Lord gives you the strength to walk through that. He gives you what you need and the tools you need to be able to walk that through. And, you know, even starting motherhood, maybe you are struggling trying to figure everything out. But it's that thing of leaning into the Lord, leaning into the Lord and, and allowing him to write the story and help you through it. Um, yeah, I think I just wanted to encourage yeah. you. I think yeah. that also goes to anybody's stage yeah. of life. Yeah. Whatever the Lord is leading you into, he has given you what you need. And I think motherhood is a very tangible picture of that. Birth is a tangible picture of that. But truly, like whatever stage of life that we're in, <laughs> the Lord is equipping us and has equipped us to walk through that with him. We don't need to walk through it alone. Mandy yeah. really clung to the Lord throughout every step of her process. That is how we should walk out our life. That Lord, I can't get through this without you. Just knowing that strong, continual desire for the Lord to walk through every step, that complete reliance on him to keep pushing and keep going. That can relate to, I think, all parts of our life, any stage of your life that you're in. Still um, do that now with this newborn. Lord, I don't know. help me. Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Well, I am so glad that we got to 
just hear your story, man. And thank you so much for just blessing us with that and just sharing your heart just through that process. And I think it's just such a sweet gift that we get to hear. We're so thankful for little Eli's life and just pray many, many blessings over that sweet boy that he would know and love Jesus from a young age. And um, hopefully one day he'll be maybe a little voice in our podcast. So, (laughs) (laughs) so oh my goodness. Well, as we close today, um, we just wanted to um, kind of point you guys to a few things. We are so, like we said at the beginning, so thankful and excited that um, you guys have joined us for season one. We did want to let you know we have started a resource tab on our Instagram page. So you can go, it's in the little, what are those little bubble things at the top? Highlights. Highlights. I just aged myself. Um, The highlights at the top of the Instagram. So you can go on there and click through. It's a lot of things that we talked about in the podcast. And then also really exciting. We kind of teased the merch the beginning of our season. And now we will be rolling out some merch uh, very shortly. So we are very excited about that. And then season two, guys. Season two. Can you imagine? We have season two. We're so excited. Um, Very excited. Yeah, so season two will be coming early um, next year, 2023, um, in January. So stay tuned on our Instagram. We are still going to be posting stories and um, resources and encouragement um, to you guys. Please reach out to us if you have any questions or Um, even feedback, you guys, we really appreciate your feedback. Yeah, we are going to, um, kind of pray us out unless anybody has any other final, final things. Episode 10. Episode 10. So exciting. Oh my goodness. So crazy. All right. Well, Mand or Taff, which one of you want to pray us out? Maybe Taff, will you pray us out? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I know it's dead. So I'm she sure did. it's only fitting for us to, uh, for me to pray us out. Um, yeah. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for the gift of life. Um, thank you for who we are as women and how um, you have given us this amazing ability to um, co create with you and have life growing inside of us and to release that into the world. But even in the midst of us doing that physically, some of us are doing that spiritually. We may not yet have done that physically, but in that, Lord, there are things that are stuck in our DNA as women of co-creating with you and bringing life into the world. So Heavenly Father, we pray for each and every woman that is listening to this podcast, that has listened to this message, that Lord, they would leave feeling um, encouraged, elevated, knowing who they are in you and knowing that they are created for such a time as this, that no matter what their story is, they are perfect in your eyes. So Heavenly Father, we thank you and we pray that um, you would continue to walk with us as we go through this journey of knowing who we are and who we were created to be in light of your word. We thank you in no other name but the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Creative Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe to whatever platform you're listening on. You can find us at created.podcast on Instagram and also on our website, youarecreated.com. Hope you join us next week. But until then, don't forget, you are created.